Second and victory. Welcome back into the second and victory podcast, Titans fans. My name is Austin Nelson. We appreciate you listening as always. Uh, make sure before you, we get into the podcast, stop it. Go hit download and subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcast, Apple Music, Spotify. Again, we appreciate the support and you listening. Uh, Sunday night did not go as we all wanted it to go, but there were some good things and some uh, areas of areas for improvement. And we we're about to talk about it all. I'm always joined by my two favorite co-hosts in the entire world, Brett Bachelor, Chris Carter. What's up, guys? How's it going? Bro, the uh We're all back together. Hey, yeah, it feels good to be back, by the way. Sorry for about last week. I had a, another wedding. It's been it's been, Dude, like it's a, been month, a long time since we all recorded. So I think together. I think Austin, you and Chris have done two yeah. together, and then me and Chris did one. Uh now yeah. it gets me hyped. That, yeah, like, I think that's right. The way we record now, we can play the audio intro through the way we record without actually having to like go to uh, our editing software and, and add it in, and it, oh, dude, it makes me it makes me feel like I'm on a real radio show. It's so cool. Like I know I work at a radio, I know I work at a real radio station. Well, I mean, but, you, you do it yes, every day. I know I work at a I was radio station. Say, the, like, the radio guy saying that, <laughs> but like this is like this is like our show. So it feels cool. Well, like as it, like for those listening, like as we're recording, like we're all like bobbing yeah. our head in the intro, like hey. <laughs> See, because like I always hear like just kind of get If, I'm, put you if I'm producing anything at 104.5 or when I do the Titans Talkback show, uh, if you don't listen to that, listen to every Sunday after Titans games, Titans Talkback. Uh, myself, Will, Will Bowling, and Kevin Dyson. Um, but like they're like I'm bobbing my head, but like I'm not always producing. Or I'm not always in the studio, so I don't hear it 24-7. But it's just cool when it's like our own show and it's kind of going along. It just feels cool. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, did y'all stay up for the entire game Sunday night? I'm assuming. Uh, yes. uh, oh, I was yeah, up until, sure. well, we didn't get off the, we didn't get off the yeah. radio until 1 a.m. So I was, I was definitely up. What time, what time did you have to be back Monday? <laughs> I, I didn't do stuff till about 9 or 10 o'clock. So it was okay. Got a little bit. Now, Will Bowling, Will Bowling got out at 1 a.m., had to be back at about 5.30. So a little bit different for him. See, that's. I've thought about that before. Like they can't get anybody else to do that. I mean, I guess it's it's what you signed up yeah, for. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the it's job. the like. Well, yeah. when Titans Talkback started, he didn't know that, or when he took the Titans Talkback job, he didn't know that he was about to get his own radio show. Then he got his own radio show, which happened to be the morning show, yeah, and now they just kind of coincide together. So, yeah. And I mean, he and he's a long nap. Hey, man. That. And he's also the host yeah, of the Tennessee so. Tailgate Show on the big games for Tennessee football. Uh, Will does high school football. Uh, so he's all over the place, but does a great job. So speaking of wow. this, we, uh, this Friday is uh Smyrna beach. Ooh. Yeah. You going to go? So I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be tuned in for Where that. Is Smyrna it? Beach. You gonna I go thought to about it? it. If it was at, if it was at Smyrna, I would have went, but I, I don't want to go to beach. I'm not driving out to um, beach for that. Gotcha. So, uh, well, guys, let's 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 dive into it. Um, and as we always do, winners, losers from the game. Um, let's start with some losers first, um, because obviously the Titans did lose. Oh, and uh, it was – Damn, it was a hard-fought game. Damn, it was a hard-fought yes. game. Like, I mean, what what a game that was. Um, 12-and-a-half point underdogs. I think it got to 13-and-a-half at, at kind of near kickoff. Um, rookie quarterback – I mean, this is going to be a blowout, right? Like 20, 28 3 at halftime kind of thing. No. Like the complete opposite of that. Like the Titans, looking back on it, and I think we can all say this um, the Titans are the better team. Yeah. Right? Through yeah, 100%. Uh, I think probably so. Probably through like 54 minutes of play. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, they had, they had Mahomes frustrated. And Kelsey. Right there. The, the, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, this is the, the best offense in the league, uh, arguably the best quarterback in the league. And, um, they had, they had them frustrated. They had them. I mean, I, th- I think it was what, Brett, we, we both texted about it immediately. Like three plays into the game, 
that Kelsey was like already yeah. pushing yeah, David dude. Long. I mean, him and him and David have uh, a history together too. Yeah, I mean, so. they were they were in his head. They were in his head immediately. Um, it was it was uh, a really crazy first half. Uh, based on kind of where we thought things were going to go. Dude, you should have won the Uh, One area that has been a – no, I agree, Brett. Absolutely. One area that uh, has been a constant uh, stain on this team this year has been the wide receiver core uh, and group, and just not a whole lot of production. And (laughs) Sunday night, I don't know if I've ever, you know, as long as I've been a Titans fan, has ever seen this happen. Has this ever happened before in franchise history? Hey, it's the fourth time. It's the fourth time in NFL history. Single pass. It's the fourth time in NFL history. That's that's insane. Yeah. Not a single wide receiver from this team caught a ball Sunday night, and they had chances to. Yeah, I mean, in their hands on dime passes, chances to. At looking at um, you, Chris Conley. Yeah, it really uh, – I don't know how y'all felt about it. I, I felt pretty frustrated by NWI in the post-game locker room acting like they had been good all all season. Right. And now, and now people are talking talking smack about them. But that, this, is a, this is a unit that has extremely underperformed throughout the year. Um, and it's, you know, I was having a Twitter conversation with a, with an old friend of mine and it's not a situation where like it's a healthy group, right? Like, I mean, three of the, three of the five guys that made the initial 53 roster are on IR, uh, being Traylon Burks, Kyle Phillips and Racy McMath. Um, obviously they're having to trot Cody Hollister out there on the regular, um, but Robert Woods and NWI are productive, have been productive wide receivers. Obviously, Robert Woods more so than NWI, but neither one of them have done anything of note. Do you put that on do you put that on Rob Moore? And, do you put that on Todd Downing? Do you put that on the quarterbacks? Like I know it's all together as one, but who's the who's the blame fall the most on? I'm I'm gonna say Todd Downing. Yeah, I'm right there with him. Um so, I, mean, I I think it's I think it's it's crystal clear when you watch uh, some of these breakdowns of the offensive plays that the wide receivers are not being schemed in a way that would lead to success. I agree. That's kind of what I want to get at is they're making this look way too hard. Like these go routes that they're, they're doing um, towards the end of the game, especially uh, when the Titans had the ball last and, I uh, just needed to move the chains a little bit. I think they had one timeout left, um, if I remember correctly. Where, like, where's the crossers at? The quick slants, like, keep the defense on your toes. Just move the chains. There's none of that anymore. Like, like you saw it all the time with AJ. That's a whole different topic. But you saw it with AJ how they move the offense through the crossers, the play action. Uh, they did a little bit with trailing this year when he's played. There's been zero of that, and I don't care if the guys like the, we know there's not a, a a player like that on this team at the moment. But get Robert Woods involved. There's no deep ball anymore. Like this passing game is atrocious, and they're just making it look so difficult. So do something, especially when you have a young quarterback like like Malik. Work to his strengths. What are things that he likes that's going to help him? I feel like they're just they're just ignoring that and they're making this look a lot a lot harder. I feel like they did be. that though in the in the first half because you saw some of the read options. You saw like I know he only completed five passes, quarter. but like <clears throat> you saw things that he was more comfortable with. Excuse me, you saw things he was more comfortable with, and honestly, he looks a little bit more comfortable throwing the football now. Granny still holds on to it a little bit too long sometimes, but the first half versus the second half to me, and I know we've talked about it, it's been a story all season long, but this game specifically looks completely different than what it should have between the two halves. I th- I think Malik, uh, the Malik offense in that second quarter was better than anything 100%. we've seen this year. Uh, for sure. Um, and that's not a knock on Tannehill. It's just like everything kind of clicked for a little bit in that second half. Um, obviously Tannehill, I think once Tannehill's back and healthy, um, I'm still concerned about him coming back with on a weak ankle because uh, his his mobility is such a key part of his game but um the the offense um just looked like a cohesive unit 
for for that one quarter. Um, and that's not something we've seen at all this year. The uh, the protection actually kind of held up pretty good in that in that second quarter. Um, the the tight ends came alive. Like Chig on that first play of the game was was everything that I Chig was my draft crush. He that's that's the kind of stuff that I knew Chig could do. Uh, right. I mean, he just he just absolutely mauled through that defense to get those yards. Um, but you know, I think it's just going back. I think that something something is good when Todd Downey can script plays, but when he has to when he has to call plays on the fly and stuff, things fall apart. I saw a theory on Twitter, and I want to see what y'all <laughs> think about it. Uh, it's conspiracy. I think I, I know I don't where you're going. Any truth to this at all? But uh, somebody said that Tim Kelly calls the plays in the first half, and Todd Downing calls I the plays that. in the second half. I don't. I don't no, think that's, no I don't think that's the case. I, I think. I, it, I think it's very clear, and they even mentioned it on the broadcast. Like Vrabel has talked about it before. Like they script 15 plays, and they work, or whatever the number. They is. work. Dude. That's about. That's about what they ran in the set in the first half. That's. I mean, they didn't run many more plays than that in Think the first half. The Titans are one of the best teams in the NFL. And they were. The Titans yeah. are one of the best teams in the NFL on first possession drives of the whole league this season. The whole league. Yep. They yeah. kind of gone away, from, gone away from that too. They haven't seen as many no. open drive touchdowns from this team uh, since the first that first month of the year. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the two losers that stick out to me the most, obviously from from Sunday night, are the wide receivers. And uh, Todd, Todd Downey for sure. And and I want to kind of I'm I'm kind of switching gears here, but I want to kind of talk about like the the Malik that second quarter sp- specifically, and how good he was and how well the offense moved. Guys, he was making some throws that you were like, oh, oh, now I see why they drafted him in the third round. Like this guy, this yeah. guy's got it. Uh, that that like, that back absolutely to, dumbs. the throw to Chris Conley, the back shoulder pass to Hooper, the Chris Conley, yeah, and like that's like. You don't want to blame Tom Todd Downey for that because if, if they catch those balls, he looks like yeah. a genius. Like right, it's a great yeah. it's a great call. Uh, Conley and uh, the uh, NWI play as well. Um, and Hooper Hooper missed one too, right? A longer he I know he caught the back shoulder, but didn't he miss one as well? Or am I misremembering that? Possibly. I think he. Possibly. I think there was a deeper ball to him that he missed. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you're right. If those plays turn out differently, we're we're still talking about like oh, good call Downing, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, like it's it, that's a band aid, you know what I mean? Like there is much larger overall problems with this offense, passing offense. The yeah. running offense is great. The running offense is awesome right now. And Derek yeah. again, and shout out to him. Franchise record for most rushing touchdowns in a you know franchise history. Number one now, Derek Henry. So, and look at look in that going back to that second quarter. Look at what Malik brought to that. You know he carried a, a couple times, but th- just the the thought of him running the ball helps helps the offense and the running game because he can run that option and e- either he can take it or Derek can take it, um, and that that opens up a lot too. And we saw some really good strong points of that in the second quarter too. Titans had a total of seven yards in the second half, including overtime. Seven. Is that good? Second half drives were punt, field goal, (laughs) punt, (laughs) field goal, punt, 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 punt. Turn up. It's a good thing Ryan Stonehouse is good. Hmm. I think. I think what killed uh, there's there's a few plays that stick out to me like that. The third and seventeen. Okay, third and seventeen. That doesn't happen. The Titans win that game. Very good chance. Probably right. I mean, like it's crazy. It's crazy to me that like out of all the things Patrick Mahomes does, he kills the Titans with his fucking every feet. time. I don't understand it. Every yep. single time, he did it a few times Sunday night. Did it a couple times, like yep. on the two point conversion too. Uh, you had that play, and then the Roger McCreary interception. They put them in great field position. You got to get points here. Got to get points. Uh, they then have penalties. That's what the other thing I want to kind of talk about the loser is the refs from Sunday night. Absolutely kill the Titans in just a different a different areas. I mean, calls that that weren't calls. Um the Josh Kalou uh, that might be the worst holding one out of all of in them. The end zone. 
Um, I know that I think that definitely is for sure, no doubt. Um, because the next play is when they score the on their third right? chance at a two point conversion. The third, the third, the third attempt, yeah, yeah. But you got to think too. So, like, if if it's the, the Titans kill, I mean, call it what you want. The Titans kill themselves Sunday night with penalties. Um, they, you know, after that recruit interception, they go get a field goal at least. It's a it's a two score ball game, and you know the Chiefs have to have to get the ball again to to score. So can I add a loser? Uh, then the ninety three yard drive that they go down to get. Yeah, the the ninety three yard drive that they go down and and get so the Titans had chances like the defense had a chance they were gassed, gassed, but I mean it's another area that that just shows you that um they just they just weren't that good. I think so pretty much like, every defensive starter is on the injury report today. I think so too. They just need to they just need a break. Brett, were you, what uh, were I was going to add a loser uh, to the list. Um, unfortunately, again, it's Caleb Farley, dude. Like he just he can't even find his way onto the football field now. Like he's being passed. Like Terrence Mitchell is playing way more than Caleb Farley is. Vrabel has asked about it today. He said he's growing his confidence. He's working on it. But like, dude, come, I mean, we're halfway through his second year. And I know, I know he's coming off injuries, but the guy hasn't played football in three and a half years. And now he's still not playing for the fact that he's pretty much right now the fact that he's not good enough. But like, he's got to find a way to get on the football field. See, Chris and I talked about that uh, last week or the week before, maybe. Um, like, at what point is it on Caleb? Like, the coaches have to get this guy on the field for him to to play his way um, yeah. out of the funk that he's in. Yeah, like he's got to be on the field to to tar- get that confidence well, back, and they're not doing that. One for him. one more bad game, and be like, all right, dude. Now you got yeah, the figure, key like, thing I've talked like, about is we'll it, it, it seems now, like yeah. the way Vrabel coaches. The way Vrabel coaches, it seems like he doesn't want rookie second-year players to fail, but he's okay with veterans making the same mistakes that those rookies would make. Um, and I think there's three case in points that I've that I've noticed recently. That's Caleb and Terrence Mitchell. That's um, Raidens and Dennis Daly. And that's... Um, Des Fitzpatrick and Cody Hollister. Yep. N- none of those three veterans are worth a shit on the football field. And the other three are young guys, uh, second, second year players, all of them, second and third year players mm-hmm. that just aren't allowed to make mistakes. So they don't see the field. I just, yeah, I, I don't know, man. The funny thing, it, it's bizarre to me because you know the talent that he has, and you're just wasting a first round pick on the bench, and not even allowing this kid to. to um, I mean, like you said, Brady, he's coming off an injury, but at what point do we get past that that excuse? And he's got out there and just play play his way out of it. If he's not good, then that that's another thing. If he gets burnt, that's another thing. Like if he just doesn't pan out because he plays, then then cut him. But if he's not playing, what do you know? What you really have him? Hmm. I don't, I don't. I don't know. It's 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 a it's an odd thing to me altogether. Um, some winners from Sunday night. I mean, how do you not talk about that defense? Top five defense in the league. Yeah, probably. I mean, they they look to be uh, edging toward an elite. Um, Christian Fulton Stud. is the guy that I want to talk about. Yep. Same. Uh, Christian Fulton has uh, blossomed uh, this season. You know, he looked like he was well on his way to being a, a great corner last year. This year, I think he looks like he's on his, on his way to being an elite corner. Um, the guy is just – he's been unbelievable. Um, and he's, he's exactly what you want out of a corner. He plays the ball well. He's in position well. Um, he does he, he does everything right, it seems like, right now. Um, and you know, I think it, I think it, um, is a testament to his dedication because, you know, he, he got injured his rookie year, um, and, and missed some games and stuff. And it's, it's just been a, a constant state of growth, I think for him. And it's been awesome to see if, if big Jeff and bud can stay completely 100% healthy 
then this is an absolutely elite defense. Like you saw, I think, last week when Bud went out with that nagging hip injury. I mean, the defense was still good, but I feel like it wasn't quite what it was. And I think if he can stay on the field and Jeff's ankle and foot doesn't nag up on him, then this defense is absolutely uh, elite. Yeah, it's, I think it's, ahead, it's interesting. Um, I, I agree with. I mean, Bud Bud takes the defense to the next level, um, but it's a testament to to John Robinson in that when Bud did go out, you know, Demarcus Walker, who's been starting, obviously, yep. was get got a sack. Um, Mario the other guy, Mario Edwards, got a sack. Like these these bottom of the of the depth chart guys. Uh, are coming in and making plays whenever you never whenever the starters are missing time, missing snaps, and I think that's massive. And I think the thing I think I mean we didn't even mention Rashad Weaver um, or Tier Tart. Did Rashad play? Am I missing that? Rashad didn't play. No, he did not play. Yeah, Tier did, um, and just didn't do much. But that I mean that just shows you that you know we've been we've been raving up Tier the last couple of weeks, and the guys like Demarcus Walker, Mario Edwards Jr. step up. And have good games. Uh, Danico, two sacks. Um, I mean, go down the list. Did you say, Josh, did you say Rashad Weaver? I dropped out a little bit. Yeah. Like, did he, did yeah, not he play? play? Did he? Remember, he's the one that Rashad Weaver cut cut inside too far uh, on that uh, on that on one of the on one of the runs from Mahomes. I don't know why I thought he was inactive still. My bad, Rashad. Um, David Long, what a game from him! Hey, David Long is slowly but surely becoming a top ten linebacker in this league. Yeah, it's getting it's getting close to the point now where you're gonna have he's to, a human missile. Dude, you're whenever, gonna have to, you're gonna have to pay David Long. Pushes through that defensive line. I think it's at the point now where you're gonna have to pay David Long. Yeah, I was absolutely. thinking about that today. Yeah, yeah I mean he's a he's a guy you kind of risk losing. Right, I mean, you just paid Amani. You've got to pay. Uh, you've got to pay Big Jeff. You're on. You're getting closer to having to pay Christian Fulton. Um, you know, it's getting to a point where he he might he might be a guy you miss if uh, if somebody comes calling with a big payday. I think it's on. I hate that too, but like, I mean, I agree because I'm trying to think of somebody that you can compare it to to where like you had a guy leave. But it's been a long time since the Titans have been this good, and I really had been able to keep. People because like Altron Werner left, but the Titans weren't good. You know what I'm saying? Uh, somehow you kept Derek Morgan. I still yeah. don't know how uh, Rustin Webster did that, but it's it's going to be one of the first ones in a while where you have a good player leave to go somewhere else. Rustin Rustin Webster was able to do that because he had nobody else worth paying <laughs> on the roster. Fair. That's very true. That's very true. Um, I do want to give um, Malik his flowers. Um, obviously, the stat sheet does not show uh, much. And I, I think um, towards the end of that game, he, he was kind of doing all by himself. Obviously, re- receivers were not making plays for him. He was running for his life. Um, but yeah. there were – What was his quote? A- what was his quote after the game? Where he said something like, uh, they were asking what was he thinking while he was having to run around and avoid the pressure, and he said, somebody please get open. I can't keep doing this. Yep. Um, But I think he showed growth Sunday night. Um, Had a great, like we talked about earlier, a great back shoulder pass to to Austin Hooper. Um, He had another uh, throw in the first quarter. Um, I thought he was thrown out of bounds, and he completed it – might have been Hooper again. It was. I, so. I know the yeah. exact play you're talking about. I was like, oh, incomplete. Okay, he threw it out of bounds. Oh, wait, Hooper caught it. Yeah. Um, so another good, good, uh, good pass there. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of pass. He completed five passes the other night, so wasn't a whole lot to talk about. But uh, he made some. I mean, he ran with his legs well at times, and then towards the end of that game where he was just kind of running for his life. Held on to the ball for way too long and took those two sacks at the end that just, he he shouldn't have and thrown the, thrown the ball away. But um, people are gonna gonna shit on Malik, but again, this goes back to Todd Downing. You're not setting your quarterback quarterback up for success. 
Like, I feel like going to Malik and asking, Hey, what's going to, wh- like, what do you want to, what do you want to do now? What's, what's going to help you out? How can we complete some easy passes for you? It's just like, he ignores all that. It's like, look, Hey, we're going to do tight end screens, Jeff Swain, whether you like it or not. Okay. It's just, it, it, it blows my mind. Um, I understand there's not there's shit talent on that wide receiver core, but at least use them to your advantage. Like at least a quick slant, uh, a crosser, a post, something. Get Robert Woods involved. I mean, this is going to be one of like th- – I feel like Robert Woods is now turning into like – I'd rather have Julio again than watch Robert Woods because he's absolutely a nobody on this field. We, I'm yep. serious, week in and week out. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a situation where obviously I I was very impressed with with the growth we saw from Malik from his first start to his second start. Obviously, didn't play out at the end of the game in a way that that you're excited about. But uh, I've seen Malik getting tons of hate on social media saying that he's not an NFL quarterback, all this and that. And even going back to that play you just mentioned of the uh, the tight end screen in overtime to Jeff Swain. Fucking stupid. Um, uh, you know, I, I've seen some people talk about how if he would have just been patient, uh, Swaim got open. But like Swaim took forever to get off the block. Like at some point, you have to, you know, five seconds on the football field is like an eternity, um, and things, you know, things have to move at a different pace than what you know. We don't see, we don't see that quick decision making that Malik had to do there, um, but. If you if you have to wait and wait and wait on the design, you have to try a different option, and that's what he had to do. He had to turn away from Jeff Swain because Jeff Swain hadn't gotten off the block. Those sort of things, I think, are like it's just like no one no one did their part to help make Malik's job as a passer easier, um, starting with the coaching staff, and those things just need to. Uh, obviously, that's growth, but. I don't know that they're actually learning from that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if anything's going to actually change in regards to those situations. It's a solid point. Um, I do want to kind of give credit to to Mike Grable too, though. Um, I think coming in this game, um, Andy Reid was like two and nine um, against the Titans. Correct. Something like that was a crazy step. Um, It was two and nine. Two and nine against the Titans, but the Chiefs had this crazy record of off of a bye. They had this insane record um, off a of bye week, and to 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 go to overtime against Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid off their bye week without completing a pass to a wide receiver with a rookie quarterback. I mean, in, in damn near winning that game. Mike Vrabel can coach his ass off. 100%. We know that, and that was just another testament to it. He got a lot of he got a lot of flowers on Twitter. I saw um, Sunday night and Monday morning just about how great Mike, how great of a coach Mike Vrabel is. So, uh, for all those that want to fire Mike Vrabel for the dumbest reasons, life could be much worse. I promise you that. And in that same vein, uh, I keep seeing people talk about how J Rob's on the hot seat or fire J Rob. I, I broke down his draft picks. Uh, can I just go through some of that data I saw real quick? Yeah. Um, so 75% of J-Rob's draft picks are still in the NFL. To me, that's an insane number over, what, seven drafts now? Yeah, Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and he's also been the GM for now two coaches. So, you know, different identities, that sort of thing. Only three players are left from the Malarkey era on the roster. Can y'all name them? Malarkey, Taylor Lewan, yeah. uh, Lewan. Um, uh, actually, Byard? well, so this is the J Rob, J Rob Malarkey era. Byard, J- the J Rob and Malarkey era. So, so J Rob draft picks. So Lewan wouldn't count as that. Oh, KB wow. is yeah, KB, KB um, draft picks. KB Henry and uh, Henry. Uh, the the last one I doubt you're gonna Hang get, on. but I'd be shocked. I'll be shocked if you do. Um. Oh man, that's tough. Is it, it's not like no, he's been in the league that long, Corey Levin. 
It is Corey Levin. Nice. Nice, Brett. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, I was thinking a lot of D-line. I just couldn't think of who. So so only those three from the Malarkey era, but 23 out of 33 from the Vrabel era are still on the roster. Uh, And a lot of those that aren't on the roster are mainly, uh, you know, late day three picks, primarily outside of the the Isaiah Wilson, Darrington Evans, um, those couple. Um, And then just based on, on statistics, 19 out of the 25 players on the current roster are contributors or better. And a lot of those are just unknowns like Racy McMath. I would put as an unknown Uh, Caleb Farley unknown Dylan Raiden's unknown. So the guys that are, that Jay Robert is drafting are, are contributing to the roster, but that's not even like, let's look at the undrafted free agents he's brought in. You know, let's look at the depth guys that he signed. Jay Rob is not a problem at all. And, and is in fact, leading the, you know, leading the most his most successful era in Titans football history, in my opinion. 100%. Um, for, for a stretch, the, the longest stretch of success. Um, so the fire J-Rob stuff just needs to quit. It's so stupid. Uh, now, I will say that as, as the heat that Vrabel and J-Rob get, um, sometimes – deservingly so but most of the time it's not like a situation right now where they have the uh, their last in total yards um yards per game like that's something's got to change there right like it, I, I get we keep screaming Todd fire Todd Downing but like how can you look at that and want to be a Super Bowl contender and still be last in the league in yards like something's got to change a, a, a move has to be made and I think that's sometimes what holds Vrabel and J-Rob back of and the criticism that criticism they deserve is because of that right there. Like you have to make yeah. a move. Um, yeah. And for them to be loyal men and want to keep their guys, you know, thinking it's, it's bigger than just one person. Sometimes it's not. And I think play calling duties need to be revoked from somebody um, where move needs to be made. So yeah. I think that's, and it's, that's and it's one thing you're you're 100 right. It's one thing because if it's a player, you know what they're going to do. They're they're going to take him off the field in most cases, yeah. right? I mean, we've seen it with Caleb Farley. We've seen it with all these guys. But when it's a coach, they just let him keep making mistakes or keep you know keep failing. In in the case of Todd Downing, um, again, Todd Downing is doing a really good job with the run game, but the passing game is a nightmare. Yep. Well, I think too. One reason why probably so that J-Rob gets a lot of heat is because he does really well at looking at the positions that a lot of people don't pay attention to. Like depth positions at linebacker, maybe your slot corners, your special teams guys, your interior offensive linemen. It's not the flashy guys that he nails every single time. And I think that's too why some people get upset because it's the guys that don't necessarily go out and make the plays on every single down. Yeah, I mean, look at safety. Look at what he's done with safety yeah. this this um, even before that season like, and season, like getting to you know, it was he saw that as a point of saw it as a point of weakness, and now now you've got Lonnie Johnson, you've got Andrew Adams, uh, and those are both guys that are contributing. Yeah. You know that those are guys you need, um, and um, it's it's just a situation where yeah yeah you're right he he understands weaknesses in the roster and tries to fill them. He has failed, I would say, with the wide receiver situation. Uh, but at the same time, that's a very hurt position group right now, uh, as I stated earlier. So, is it? And it's a and there's a failure in coaching in that same position. Um, so it's a it's a situation where you know you have to you have to look at the total picture. Right. I mean, you can't just look and say, oh, the wide receivers fu- suck. That's J Rob's fault. You know, it's not just that. Um, I mean, it's only, we're what, nine, ten, nine weeks nine. in. Um, the Titans are averaging just over 18 point, points a game. Whereas last year, and this is for the full season. So it's not, I'm not comparing the two from, from last. Uh, last year's through nine weeks to this this year through nine weeks, but 
they averaged a touchdown more last season, just over 24 points a game, and about 75 yards uh, per game more than what they're averaging this year. So, um, are we going to say that the whole reason behind that's AJ Brown? I don't. I, I'm not. Um, it's it, it's it's a bigger issue than that. Um, and um, Todd Downing, they just get complacent. Like I, it's it's to them, it's like, all right, we have a 17 to 10 lead. All right, D, let's go. <laughs> Finish this game for us. It's like they just stop, and I I don't understand it. Like the point and is, I, is just I, as many as you can, and they don't. I think it's a situation too where you know validating your point. I think they look at it and they say, "Oh man, we just don't have the pieces to to be able to throw the ball." Okay, well you have pieces, so make those pieces facts. Work. You know, it's like it's like they're trying to fit square pegs into round holes. It's, that's a coaching. Do y'all know uh, what the most points the Titans have scored in a single game is this year? Uh, 24. 24. 24. Once yeah. against the Raiders, once against the Colts. But out of eight games, only four times have the Titans scored 20 or more points. The rest have all been below 20. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Uh, have you guys seen the injury report for this week? Not good, Austin. <laughs> yeah, not looking great. Scary. Um, yeah, it's scary. It's not good. Uh, but some good things though happened this week as well. Uh, the Titans designated Traylon Burks to return, so he's in that twenty-one day window now. So um, he talked about today that he hopes to play Sunday. I don't know if he's just that far along or that's just him talking and wanting to play. Um, I heard a good point on the radio I mean, this week. Does does Rabel hold off on players returning too soon? Like, does he look up for the player too much at times where he probably should look up for the team? Yeah. Yep. 100%. 100%. I think so. Totally agree. I so too. Um, and, and I totally get it with concussions. Totally get it with concussions and that sort of thing. Um, that's something he's always, I think, going to, you know, be extra cautious with. But, like, it, if this is a guy that's been, you know, in, in trailing Burks, even Vrabel talked about, has been working his ass off to get back, um, was a full participant in practice today, it seems like. Um, he Everything about that screams that he's an NFL player ready to come back on the field, put him back on the field. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I really do. I think Elijah um, Moulton. Should have, should have been back last week. When did, I'm hoping I'm hoping in these next couple of days we, we get that news about both those guys being activated. And you've heard you've heard nothing on yeah, somebody's gonna have to be cut. Yeah, you, but you've heard nothing on Racing McMath either. And I'm not saying we have to know about it, but like that was an injury where they're like, hey, yeah, first four weeks, and then maybe week five he'll be back. And we're heading on to week ten now, and you haven't heard a single but word. They did. <clears throat> But they only have eight, uh, um, eight slots Correct. of players that can return from IR. So, Correct. so knowing all of the the injury issues they've had again, do you think they're just being like, well, we can't really burn it on Racy McMath, right? I don't know. Um, hey, speaking real quick, this was just tweeted out from Matt Bowen. He's a analyst and a writer for ESPN. Uh, and he's a DB coach as well. But the Titans are the second best team in cover four uh, defense right now. 22.7% don't necessarily know what the percentage is. But in cover four, the Titans are the second best team right now in the NFL, which again goes back to the good DB play. Uh, I was mentioning Big Jeff is in the boot. I think that's probably precautionary. He didn't practice last week, hadn't practiced this week. Um, not a good sign, though, for, for Big Jeff to be in the boot just a couple of days before the game. Uh, but maybe Man, he, was in, he was in maybe tears last there. week so on the sideline. Did y'all see that? Um, yeah. At yeah. the end of the game, yeah. So. We shall see. Uh, I want to get y'all's thoughts on Tannehill. Does he play Sunday? Because I was wrong last week. Chris. I, just said, I, I just assumed Tannehill was playing because the way he talked in the uh, pressers uh, all week last week. Should Tannehill play? And if he doesn't, do you trust Malik in his third straight start to improve even more and beat a 
middle of the road uh, Broncos team, but a really good Broncos defense. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer the second part first. Do I think do I trust Malik to improve? Yeah, I mean yeah. I, the growth we saw from game one to game two. I see no reason why he can't continue that. He seemed we saw it in the preseason, right? We saw from preseason game one to preseason game three, the growth was exponential. Um, I feel like him stacking starts, he'll continue to grow, and you know I, I trust that that'll happen. Back to your first question, I think I think Tannehill plays. I think they're at the point, dude. Obviously, you trust his team more when he's back there. Yeah, I, I think the point. I think they're at the point now, man, where they where they feel like they almost have to play him to see if they can get some sort of spark on offense. I think so too. Yeah, it's a good point. I think so too. Um, all right, y'all ready for that part of this part of the podcast? I'm always ready. It's time for Name That Titan, presented by Spencer Montgomery, realtor and auctioneer. All right, so this player, uh, how do I want to how do I want to uh, introduce this player? All right, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll do it this way. Uh, what, what's our what's our uh, our record this year, Chris, two, two, and three. Y'all have won two. I've won three. Uh, give me just a second. Uh, you've got four, and Brett and I have both got one, two right. Okay, all right. So it's four. It's if we're putting me and Brett together, it's it's four v four Ooh, right now. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. All right. I need to go up one here then. All right. So this player was drafted by the Titans in the third round of the two thousand three <laughs> NFL draft. Third round, Bear Smith, NFL draft. That's a good guess. Though. Andre Wolfert. <laughs> Another good guess. I, I think, think he first was. round pick. What he first was. round? He was also a very the very first name that Titan. Oh, he was. That's right. Yeah, people. Was people, call, people call him. The no, he was the second bust. one. He was the second one. At a certain point, he was the biggest bust in NFL his, or, uh, Titans history. Yeah, and then Jake Locker came around, and I claimed him as the biggest. He, and you got dragged for that, by the way. The, Don't let Nate Washington hear you say that. <laughs> you did. I don't give a shit. It's the truth. I don't care if you played him or not. He sucked. <laughs> he was terrible. Uh, <laughs> shout out Nate Washington, though, for that. Um, and then Isaiah Wilson came along, and now that he just takes the cake. I don't think anybody hey, can, can you believe Isaiah that Wilson. we got a draft yeah, pick in return like, still for Isaiah Wilson? <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Isn't that wild? All right. Uh all right. So no to both your uh no no to both your guesses. So sorry. Uh and I'm gonna backtrack a little bit, and this may not help you. No, I'm not gonna give you that guess, that hand, because that's not gonna help you at all. Uh he played for the Titans for four seasons. Courtney Roby. Oh, that's Good a guess. Great. No. It's a great guess. Um, Brandon Johnson. Was that his name? Brandon Jones. Brandon Jones. I wanted to say Yanty Thigpen, but the Titans didn't draft him. So. He didn't. No, I was like, yeah. pretty. I was pretty this too. Maybe, maybe this helps. Chris, I'll let you, I'll let you, I'll let you re-guess here. He played from 03 Tank to 07. Williams. Great guess. I got a picture oh, of Tate Williams, but not him. Oh three to 07, you said? Okay. Interesting. Okay. All go right. ahead. Here we go. This is where it's going to get good. He's 11th all-time in Titans history in rushing yards. Ooh. Chris Brown? Is that it? Let's winner. go. Good job, Brett. Let's go. Chris Brown. Nice. Thank you very much. Thank you, you very it. much. Colorado? Good stuff. Yeah, that's Colorado. what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah. Let's go, man. Colorado. Go. Thank good you. Good guess, you. man. That was a good one, though. They've been hard here yeah. recently. So I, try, I try to give you guys one. All right. So no, I missed last week. That was a good one. Y'all beating yeah. me this year. I got I to gotta get my – Yeah, and I text you that, and um, um, you still got it wrong, so <laughs> – <laughs> I did. <laughs> to be fair, we know he didn't right. cheat. Um, so good job. I don't think uh, 
So no, that, that gives me what three correct ones this year? About it. Yeah, three. Chris, is two. Chris has three. two. Yeah. I got four. Okay, all right. Well, we're five and four combined, yep. gotta, me and Chris. I gotta, I gotta pick another. I, I, I need to go a little harder. Like, I need to pick a guy like that spent a half of the year. Oh, gosh. Adrian Peterson. <laughs> yeah. yeah, somebody like that. All right. So the Titans play the Broncos Sunday, Brett. Uh, are you nervous at all? Um, A little bit, only for the fact that if we go way back to week one, obviously we didn't know what the Giants, we didn't know that the Giants are or what they were, what they are now. But it's it's one of those games where like the it's a team you're supposed to beat, but you know it's going to be close. Um, and I, Austin, if you I know you remember this game. It was two thousand uh, two thousand seventeen. Denver came to Nashville. It's when Aqib Talib and Harry Douglas got in a fight. Uh, it was like it was like it was like yeah, fifty yeah, degrees, overcast, like that. Uh, that's the same vibes I'm getting from this game. Low scoring, nitty gritty. Uh, and it's, it's, there's a cold front coming in this weekend. It's going to be middle of November. Uh, I mean, obviously, I do think the yep. Titans are going to win because they're the better team, but it's going to be close to what people think it's going to be. I think so, too. I think, like, I, honestly, like, the first team with 17 may win. Yes. And, well, dude, I think the final score of that game in 2017 might have been, like, 17-10 or something like that. It was a low score game. I had, and I, re- I remember that game clearly, Brett, because I, for some reason, man, like that, that game to me sticks out because that's kind of like the, the Broncos, the, the year before won the Super Bowl. And they came to town and like the Titans won that game. And I was like, all right, this team, the Titans are like for real. Yes. Like they, they're turning the franchise around. That was J Rob's first year. Like I was like, this team's something special now. Like they're beating team, like a Super Bowl caliber team. I just remember like that was kind of like the turning point of the franchise for me. And I'll never forget that game. Was it 2017 or was it 2018? I think 16, 2016. Oh, that was like oh, DeMarco's God. first year, Marquis. You know, I think it's 16. Delaney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, sure it was 13-10 was the final. Yeah, 13-10. I, I looked up, I looked yep. up Titans-Broncos. <laughs> and it's going to be similar. I, I think I... – Hey, you're right. Um – I think too. The Broncos' offense has had their woes. Oh yeah, uh, Russell Wilson has been one of the laughing stocks of the league this season. Um, with the corny ass Broncos he, hey, country, let's ride. You think he does ride. anything on the plane ride and to Nashville? He just got. He, he might. What do you think? <laughs> he, like, he like plays like an air guitar. Puts a cowboy hat on or something. Some boots. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He does. He does knee high. That would be funny. Boots. I wouldn't put it past him. Um. But their offense hasn't been great, and I think that's because of Nathaniel Hackett. I don't think he'll be back next season. Um, hell, he could he may not make it to the rest of the yeah. season. Um, but the Broncos' defense is still damn good. Uh, number one in a lot of metrics, uh, top five in a lot of metrics. Like they're a, they're an elite defense. So I think that's where a problem could could happen if Malik does play. And I would take a uh, I would take a seventy five percent Tannehill in a game like that against a really good defense. Over a one hundred percent Malik, too, right who now. is in his third start. Um, hey, but that's just that's hey, just my you, take you on think it. Think about it though, too. Yeah, this is obviously Derek is really starting to come into his stride and really starting to run the football well again. Think about it too, Austin. Denver's coming off the bye, but this is their first football game now without Bradley Chubb on that defensive line. So if you let Derek start getting a couple yep. roll, getting a couple runs, yep. get through that line, gets to the second level then it can really maybe open up the offense because if he gets past that defensive line without Bradley Chubb, then he can really get the ball rolling. Uh, and they're also, I mean, this is a, this is a, a, a they're a top three pass defense. Yeah. Um, maybe but number one. we don't one. pass the ball well, though, stuff. But they're 21st in the league, 21st in the league in run defense. Uh, so this is a defense that, that Derrick Henry can still get going on. Um, I think, again, it's <laughs> – at this point, you have to say it every single week because the passing game is so bad. Yeah. But run the ball through twenty-two—that's that's the key to victory on Sunday. I, I'd much rather run the ball through a defensive line without Bradley Chubb than throw it to a defensive backfield with uh, with Patrick Sertan and all those and Justin Simmons and all those guys. I'd much rather run the ball. Obviously, that's the that's the Titans. You know the name of the game, but like. You can game plan different. Like the, the game plan this week is running. Like I know everybody says run it through Derek, 
But there's teams that have bad passing defense, stuff like that. It's actually this week is run the ball with Derrick Henry. Yeah. Yeah, and it wouldn't it be something if um, back-to-back weeks the Titans don't complete a dude, pass to Dude, you cannot do that. You cannot do that. No, wouldn't, dude, wouldn't I would, much rather, I would want to throw a one-yard screen just to, just to say you completed a pass to a receiver. <laughs> do something. Yep. All right. Bold prediction for, for Sunday. Uh, I have one for the NFL and one for the Titans. Uh, Derek's going to go – Derek's going to have a, a similar game to the Houston game. I'm telling you, I think this defense without Bradley Chubb is different uh, in a bad way for, for Denver. I'm going I'm going 215-plus and two scores for Derek Henry. Um, and as much as I hate to say it, but it just seems like this would be destiny for whatever reason – uh, Jeff Saturday and the Colts will beat the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday. <laughs> oh wow! I've been holding on to that one. Interesting. All day. We haven't. We don't talk enough about the NFL on here because we talk so much about the Titans. But um, that that is something that's interesting that happened Dude, this week. You have um, very you have very John shocking. Fox and Gus Bradley on your staff, two former head coaches. You also have Reggie Wayne on your staff. It, that was one of the most shocking things that I saw probably in a long time. You think they called Peyton? Think, <laughs> hey, did you? Uh, How do you think Reggie Wayne feels about that? Did you? Hey, did you see that Ursay called Jeff Saturday during the Colts game on Sunday while they're playing New England? I did Schefter not see said, that. Or no. Zach Keeper with the Athletic that. today said that Jim Ursay's first call to Jeff Saturday was on Sunday during the Colts Patriots game. Jim Irsay should be locked up. Dude. Jim Irsay is an idiot. <laughs> Did you watch his press conference? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw yeah. bits and pieces of it. Yeah, it's insane. He's Absolutely. Um, all right, I like your I like your hot take here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a hotter Ooh. take for Sunday. Um, a Titans wide receiver scores a touchdown, <laughs> and <laughs> it's gonna be NWI. NWI scores a touchdown. I'm fine with that. I like NWI. I'm an NWI fan. So that's my that's my, that's my hot, hot take. take. That's how bad this this I mean, offense is right dude. now, man. Especially this, this unbelievably this bad. End. I don't know, man. I, but I like that though. I do like that one though too. Well, Titans Titans are two point favorites. The over under for Sunday is thirty six and a half, so that's low. I would take the under on that, even how low that is. Um, 36 and a half. Um, Titans have another chance to get a get a win against a very beatable Broncos team. Uh, six and three, still control your destiny in the in the AFC AFC South, and uh, pick another conference win. So I'll be there, excited. Going to be a little chilly. It's kind of in that football weather now. I'm excited for it. It's getting closer to D. Hinder. I know you are too, Brett. Absolutely. All right, for Brett Baxter, for Chris, for Chris Carter, my name is Austin Nelson. We appreciate you guys listening as always. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up.